The Informed Traveler with Randy Sharman is brought to you by mygrouptravel.ca. Got a group? Want to travel? Get a quote. Go to mygrouptravel.ca. And to listen to the show online, go to theinformedtraveler.ca. Welcome again to the Informed Traveler Radio Show. I'm Randy Sharman. This part of the show brought to you by Park to Go, Value Valet, No Hassles, No Delays. That's a promise. And Contiki Tours announced recently that they're adding some new destinations in 2018. And one of them is Bolivia. So to tell us more about traveling to Bolivia is Kelly Camps, VP of Operations, the Americas for Contiki. The website is contiki.com. Hi, Kelly. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm excited to hear about Bolivia. I've never been. So let's start uh, with some basics about uh, how this came about with Contiki and what's uh, what's unique about Bolivia that uh, caught Contiki's eye. With Bolivia, we've been in South America now for five years, and we have operated in Ecuador, Peru, Argentina, and Brazil. And what we were finding is a lot of our... Um, travelers, after they finished their Peru trip, were going on to Bolivia, which we didn't include. And so for the last couple of years, we've, you know, looked at it and looked at an itinerary. And finally, we got the green light because we were able to actually make the case like where you know, people want to go. And so last um, February, I was down there for six weeks and we spent three weeks traveling through Bolivia and putting together an itinerary. Um, I hadn't been before either, so it was very eye-opening, and it's a stunning country. Um, and it did make sense, like I said, because we have people going there. Um, it touches already uh, three of the five countries Bolivia is surrounded by, and we've also added Chile as an add-on um, after they do what's called a crossing um, from Bolivia into Chile. Mm-hmm. So it just made sense for us. So basically, you can almost now tour pretty much all of South America with Contiki, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we've um, been very strategic in making sure that it links up with our trips that either end in Cusco, so you can start this trip in Cusco, Peru, and go into Bolivia through Lake Titicaca and La Paz. You could start in La Paz, and then the trip itself ends in Salta, Argentina, which also links up with our Brazil and Argentina experience. So we want to make then people a lot of times our travelers have more time to spend so we get a big mix so we have our canadians and americans and then we also get quite a few australians and they tend to have a little bit more time and so they'll spend 35 days traveling through <laughs> south america so uh which is awesome but um so to be able to link that all up so people have those options is what's really important for us mm-hmm. well if you're going to go all that way you might as well stay for a while right Exactly. So tell me about a few of the things that stood out for you uh, when you uh, arrived in Bolivia and what made you choose some of the itineraries and, and sites and uh, activities that you chose to for this particular tours. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we actually had come up through Cusco. So I had already been to Lake Titicaca, but I hadn't been on the uh, Bolivia side. So it was really stunning. And then I, we did the drive from uh, a town called Copacabana in Bolivia to La Paz and just the scenery was just amazing and then we flew from there to a town, a colonial city called Sucre and I have to say that's probably one of my most favorite 
places that I've seen because you're so high up and the skies are so blue and it's these white colonial buildings and just really like La Paz is great, but it's very busy and, you know, it's like a big, you know, it's a very big city mm-hmm. and North Sucre is just more calm and colonial. And then we were able, what I loved is we did an ATV ride out into the countryside, which was stunning. Um, I know I keep saying stunning, but it was really beautiful. <laughs> and then from there we went into... Um, Potosi and we did the salt flats which everybody has to do and it's really hard to explain how gorgeous they are it's surreal so we were there in the wet season so there's a wet season and a dry season and both seasons are great to go but it's different so when we were there there was actually water on the salt flats so you have these mirrored reflections of the sky and the clouds and it just um, seemed endless um, if you go in the dry season it's you can actually cross the salt plains um, on four by fours and mm-hmm. it's just all like a white vast um, it looks like snow but it's salt wow must be so quite spectacular hey it, yeah it really is and then you cross the um, Avaro Reserve which is so you're anywhere up from 3,000 to 3,700 meters um, and I it, it's hard to explain but the sky looks just different it's just bluer and then everything is really like um, dramatic when you do those crossing. It's desert, it's volcanoes, you see uh, red lagoons and blue lagoons and flamingos, which I don't know why I didn't really translate flamingos <laughs> in Bolivia, but there's a lot of them there. They're beautiful. And Bolivia actually has, they're still discovering like uh, species that we don't even know about there. So, um, it's, and they have over like a thousand different birds. I mean, it's really, you see the vicuñas, which are like a type of a camelid, like a smaller version, I guess, of a llama. Mm-hmm. hope I'm getting that right, but they're up, um, they're up in the, on the reserve. So it's really, it's a two-day crossing, and um, I would say a little rugged, because you have to cross them four-by-fours, um, like, so we'd use um, Toyota Land Rovers, yeah. and um, you stay, we'll stay, like, in multi-share with these little tiny villages, um, but it really is just once-in-a-lifetime experience, and then you cross back over into Chile. Well, I'm glad you mentioned a couple of things there, because uh, I guess people need, what what do people need to know when traveling to Bolivia and on one of the tours with Contiki that uh, might be different from, I don't know, going on your own, basically? Yeah, so I think Bolivia hasn't developed its tourism industry as fully as places like Peru or Argentina, Brazil. So you can still encounter some hiccups. I mean, you can encounter hiccups anywhere where you travel. So, you know, when we were there, there was a petrol strike. Um, and so that delayed things. Um, you know, things don't run necessarily like it does, like it does here in uh, North America. So I think you have to be patient and open-minded and being able to go with a group. Like, so our groups here will be small. They'll be like um, 15 passengers because it's mm-hmm. just easier to get around. Um, but to go with a group and to have someone who knows the country and speaks the language and can sort out these um, things that may or may not come up um, for you and you don't have to worry about it is, I think, a huge benefit because our trip managers do it all and they have the support of our team um, down there on the ground. Mm-hmm. So, so having I think that's a, a huge benefit. Having an open mind and maybe uh, your expectations, not uh, like it would be on, I don't know, some other tours that people have, right? 
Yeah, exactly. So, and I think like for me, um, I would say expect the unexpected and that's what makes it a great adventure. Right. Mm-hmm. So what are the Bolivian people like when they, when they see a tour? They, you know, I'm pretty sure they don't get many tours, do they? They get a few. Oh, yeah, they get some. I mean, not quite as much as, like, you would see in Peru. I mean, it's not really. People still don't know Bolivia as well as, obviously, Peru or mm-hmm. even Argentina, Brazil. So they are, But there are tour companies that do go through there. And so the people are really friendly, um, really friendly. And... Um, interested in you know where you're from what you have to say and you know i find that our travelers are very interested in them and the culture as well so um there's a very large indigenous population in uh bolivia uh, so we'll do some cultural experiences as well um but yeah i think that you know i found the people incredibly friendly and accommodating and that's half the fun learning uh, other cultures other languages Food's always a big thing. Any particular uh, foods that uh, you really enjoyed when you were in Bolivia? Uh, well, I did try um, llama steak, so that was interesting. It was good. Um, and they also have a type of empanada that's um, more... So it's, empanadas are everywhere, so they're the pastry that's kind of folded in half, and it's usually stuffed with meats. And here they do one that's just a little sweeter. It has raisins or chicken in it, and it, that was really, really good. And they actually have... Um, it's not as, you know, developed, obviously, as an Argentina wine experience, but they're mm-hmm. starting to um, develop some of their own wines, which were pretty good. So one of the, the I'm seeing Bolivian magic, Bella Bolivia. Uh, Bolivia is part of the, the Andean Crossing, as you mentioned, or Andean Crossing. Mm-hmm. So when can yeah. people see these on your website and if they're interested in, in booking? So they're on the website now, um, and they're available to book. Um and, yeah, they're, they're open, and we're getting bookings, and we're really excited about it. And the website is contiki.com. Kelly Camps is the VP of Operations, the Americas for Contiki. Thanks for your insight, Kelly. Now I want to go to Bolivia. <laughs> I hope you come. It'll be awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. The Informed Traveler with Randy Sharman is brought to you by MyGroupTravel.ca. Got a group? Want to travel? Get a quote. Go to MyGroupTravel.ca. And to listen to the show online, go to TheInformedTraveler.ca.